Hallelujah. Please stay up one more time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Gracious, righteous Father. Lord, we thank you, dear Jesus, for your presence, dear Lord. We thank you, dear Lord, for the word that is settled in this house today, dear Lord, that has us all excited, dear Jesus. I hear the energy in the room, dear Lord. We bless you for it today, dear Lord. We bless you, dear Lord, that we have your spirit, dear Jesus, and that you've given us, dear Lord, just that extra something to be excited about, dear Lord. Help us to be responsible with it, dear Lord. I pray for Pastor Sandy today, dear Lord. I pray for the word that you imparted to him early on yesterday, dear Jesus. That he shares the word, dear Lord, with continual boldness, dear Lord. He recognized the assignment that's on his life, dear yeah. Lord. And that he must complete it, dear Jesus. That you've given us each an assignment, dear Lord. That we have a responsibility to fulfill. Let us do it, dear Lord, with grace and honor unto you. I thank you, dear Lord, for every household every person represented today dear jesus let us hear you with spiritual ears today bowed hearts we come dear lord to listen and to hear i thank you and we bless you in jesus name amen 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 thank you andrea praise the lord uh, are you coming over here This is her, this is hers. <laughs> I wanted you to get on there. <laughs> All right. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now, since uh, March 23rd, I walked outside and there it was, the new moon. And you guys don't know, but I can be a powder. <laughs> God knows, but you know, I don't show it in front of other people. And um, so I decided, well, now I'm going to go cut my front grass because I was determined. Like somebody else is going to cut that grass because I'm going to be gone. The grass is getting so high, it looks like we moved. <laughs> but I was like, I'm getting out of here. I am not. I look out and go, mm-mm. Somebody else is going to do that when I'm gone. <laughs> then, uh, you know, the, the 24th came, and I'm like, looked at the grass, and I'm like, now I got to cut the grass. And I'm moping. And I'm saying, Lord, you know, because me and Drea um, had a little joke because she already planned for us to go on vacation. And then I say, we are not going on vacation. It is too much evidence. We are leaving in this year, the 22, and it's over with March 23rd. And she would say, if the Lord tarry, mm -hmm. and I would go, next day, we leaving? She's like, well, we're going on a trip. If the Lord tarry, <laughs> and I'm like, who is Terry? <laughs> I know Jesus. <laughs> so it was, you know, it was a joke at the time. Well, anyway, I'm out here cutting the grass, and 
asking questions and moping at the same time. Lord, I keep giving you all, you give me all this information and all the time you give me all this information and then the day comes and you don't show up and then so it's like, now what am I gonna do, you know? And it's like, uh, Lord, uh, you've been tarrying since for 2,000 years now, when are you coming? And then the Lord said, I have never, I have not tarried once since I was here. I have had all appointed times and I have showed up for every appointed time. He said, this is the first time that I am tarrying. So he said, so now I'm Terry, Mr. Funny Guy. Ooh. And I went, did he hear that, Joe? <laughs> you know, God was like, Mr. Funny Guy. Wow. Now I'm Terry. Because this is the first time I've tarried since I've been gone. Every appointed time I have fulfilled. Okay? He said, I appointed a time for World War I to begin, and look at this board. 1914, World War I started on the 9th of Av. You know what the 9th of Av is? The same day both temples got destroyed. So God said that was an appointed time, and it started in 1914 because I appointed it, and that was the appointed time. I did not tarry, it started in 1914. Then he said the Jubilee was appointed to begin counting again in 1917. I did the Belfar Corps. I did not wait. It was an appointed time, and I did it. I did not tarry. When Israel was rebirthed in 1948, it was an appointed time. And in 1948, they were rebirthed back onto the earth. I did not wait. I did it at an appointed time. Okay? And then the Lord said in 1967, the next Jubilee, Jerusalem was declared back in hands of the Jews. And I did not wait. It happened exactly 50 years apart. I did not wait. It was an appointed time. Okay. So he said in 2017, did not Donald Trump announce that Jerusalem belongs to the Jews? That means I did not wait. I kept my promise. It was an appointed time. Then he says, in 2020, which was the 120 year, was the whole world underwater and in trouble in 2020, which was the 100, he said, so I began the flood at an appointed time and I did not tarry. So he said, this 2022 is the first time I have decided to tarry. And now, you are waiting because Matthew 25 has be not, no longer a parable, but the truth. Okay? So then, um, he said, let's see. Uh, no, this is what I said, because I tell you, I'd be moping. I said, well, you said, <laughs> well, you said, you know, <laughs> that I gave you the year, but I'm not going to give you the date. And I said, I did give you the year, and I did give you proof that it was 2022, and I told you I'd give you something every week. Do you think you came up with all those revelations? 
No. He said, sometimes I would get other people to give you revelations so that you would know 2022 was an appointed time. Okay. So he said, look, 5708 was was the year 1948 on the Jewish calendar. 5708 20. 1948 was was the year in the Gregorian calendar. Calendar one nine of four eight twenty two. That's twenty twenty two. I was telling you it's an appointed time. Okay. Number two, he says five seven eight two equals twenty two, and it produced in the Torah seventy one the Holy Spirit eight 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 Jesus one fifty three the Church the. And then he said, then in Genesis chapter one, every first letter. Two plus two plus one plus one plus five plus six plus five equals 22. So I told you the end from the beginning. Then he said, um, four, uh, there are 58 chapters in the Bible that have 22 verses that it ends in 22. So I'm showing you week after week, 22 is an appointed time. Okay. He said, let's continue. Because, you know, that time, that time I wanted to apologize. <laughs> But he said, let's continue. Genesis chapter 2, verse 22. Adam receives his bride. I showed you it's 22. Matthew chapter 22. Um, the parable is about a, guy, a, a king who's whose son is having a wedding. receives his bride. Matthew chapter 22, verse 2. The word tribulation in the Bible, I asked you to look it up. And how many times is this in there? 22 times. It said it's been an appointed time. Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17, all numerical values equal 22. That says, and they were, and they were caught up to meet them in the air, and so th shall they ever be with the Lord. 22. Song of Songs, 814, which says, come up here, my bride, and celebrate with me in the mountains of spice. 814 of Songs of Songs, which is the 22nd book, and it had and its numerical value 814 is 22 and he said and then 10 he says the word years is mentioned 22 times in the bible but the 22nd time is mentioned enoch gets taken up to heaven so you tell me if all of this is accident or i told you when when the appointed time was so he says now i'm terry mr funny guy now i'm going now i'm waiting because the, the, the people are now in the field and they were expecting me because they know this is an appointed time. Right now in Psalms 122, it says, I rejoice when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. My feet are standing in Jerusalem. Your feet are supposed to be standing in Jerusalem right now. But God said, now I'm waiting. Now I have tarried. I have decided to tarry because a time for you means nothing, but time for me means everything. And so for whatever reason, the Lord has decided to tarry. But he says this. You don't have to you won't get any more great revelations because there are no more. They are everybody is just waiting now. And the time is not far. But everybody has got to wait. There will be no more this gematria and that gematria. He says, I am tarrying. 
I am waiting for the perfect time to pounce upon my enemy. I am waiting for the perfect time to bring forth my bride. Okay? So, Drea asked me, are you, did you do your message yesterday? I said, it's already done. Because I know it had started the day before when I was cutting the grass and moping. Okay? So, um, today the Lord wanted me to, to, to go over this. And the word appointed, I mean waiting or tarrying, I had to look it up. Um, sabar in Hebrew, which, which means to wait with hope. Okay? So, God says... I'm tarrying, but I'm telling you to wait with hope. And then in the Greek, it's uh, uh, bradno, which means uh, to delay. So he says, I delayed what I was going to do, but you wait with hope. And don't look for somebody to say the moon moved closer to, to, to Venus. Now the rapture's coming. He said, wait with hope. I'm tarrying and I'm going to do it at my appointed, in my time, okay? The appointed time, he says, is past, but now I am tarrying, okay? Amen. So that was my message from God, and now the Lord wants me to go over these scriptures. Um, and the first scripture he wants me to go over with you is Hebrew chapter 23. I mean, chapter... Is it? No, chapter, I think it's chapter, let me get there. I wrote, the, I wrote the verses, but not the chapter. I think it's 10, Hebrews 10. And I'm going to need some glasses, Pastor Dan. Yeah, I think it's chapter 10, okay? Chapter 10, I'm beginning it. Let us hold and answer. We're hoping to profess another approach. And then the end says, okay, this is it. You Go to Hebrew chapter 10, verse, verse 23. This is the, the Lord gave me this scripture and to read it to the very end okay it says let us hold uh hold unwaveringly to the hope we possess we possess let us hold unwaveringly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful and god told me to stop there he said john chapter 14 was not Something he just said to give the apostles hope. It was a promise. In my father's house are many mansions. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I am coming again to take you to be with me where I am. So the hope of us being taken from here to be in heaven with Jesus is a promise. God said that was a promise. It was not just something I said to make them feel better because I was leaving. Praise God. Amen. Okay. He says, um, 
Let us hold unwavering to the hope we possess um, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Praise God. Yeah. Let's do that for each other. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we receive the knowledge of truth, no sacrifice for sin is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. So I'm, I want Christians to know you cannot deliberately keep on sinning and say you're a Christian. One of the things that proves that you're a Christian is the spirit inside of you will not allow you to deliberately keep on sinning Amen. because it will convict you every time. OK, and so he says, if a person deliberately keeps on sinning, they need to know there's nothing. There's no new answer for you. This is what you would have to deal with. Then it says um, anyone who let's see. It says no sin, uh, no sacrifice for sin is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and a raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the son of God underfoot? who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctifies him and who has insulted the spirit of grace. Insulted. It's an insult to say I'm saved, but I live any kind of way I want. It's an insult. OK, so one thing that the Holy Spirit does, it gives us the power over sin. And maybe it takes prayer and maybe it takes, you know, uh, 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 some 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 reading of the word and all that. But pretty soon God is going to deliver you from that which you no longer want as part of your life because the Holy Spirit doesn't feel comfortable with it. And the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. OK, now it says, um, for we know him who said um, it is mine. It is mine to avenge. I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Remember those earlier days after you have received the light, when you stood your ground in great contest in the face of suffering. Sometime you were publicly exposed to insults and persecution. Hallelujah. Amen. I have to say that because it happens. At other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had a better lasting possession. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You hear that? Yeah. 
You need to, per to persevere so that when you have done uh, the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. In my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you so you can receive what he's promised. Verse 37, for in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not tarry. That's not a guy. It means to delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. But my righteous one will live by faith. Who's the righteous of God? The born again Christian. The Bible says you'll live by faith. What is faith? What is the definition of faith? Because what is that substance? Faithfulness is the substance. If you really believe in God, imuna means faithfulness. It doesn't mean I believe he exists. Because remember, demons believe that. That's pistos. I believe he exists. Me too. Good. So do demons. Do you also have imuna, faithfulness? What is faithfulness? The courage to say no to sin. The courage to say no to what your flesh wants to do and you know is wrong in God's sight. Amen. By that faithfulness is the substance of things hoped for. You hear? Your faithfulness is the substance. It is the tangible thing that God can say, he's faithful. This is tangible. I've seen him do this. You understand? Your faithfulness. That's the tangible thing that God is looking for. Okay? And it says, he who is coming will come and will not tarry. But my righteous ones will live by faith. If he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Okay? So we are not of those people who shrink back. I like that. Yeah. Okay? Because sometimes there'd be a fight in the neighborhood. <laughs> And you'd walk up there and they'd be walking this way with their guys and you walking that way with their guys. And you got 20 and they got maybe 22, but you know your 20 are tougher. Then you turn around and there's only four of you. <laughs> You're like, some people left. <laughs> Where did they go? Like, man, they can do this big, man. I had to go. I said, you see them and they got every excuse. Oh, no, I, I, saw, I, I saw Big Tony. Big Tony can fight. I, I, I had to go. <laughs> and they shrink back and you turn around and you only got a few guys with you because they didn't have the courage to stay and fight the fight. You understand? And if you don't have the courage to stay and fight the fat fight, you'll shrink back to your flesh and do what your flesh wants to do. If you have faithfulness, it is the tangible substance that God says, this is what faith is. You're faithful. 
hey, dude, we're, me and the fellas are going to stop by the strip club. Do you want to go? In Jesus name? No. God, gave, that's my that's my boy right there. Why? Faithfulness. OK, that's faithfulness. Faithfulness is not what you do in church because we. It's a very pretentious place. It can be. Faithfulness is what you do when you think nobody else is watching. Amen. That's faithfulness. You understand? So we want to be faithful when it comes to God. And God is saying to hold on to this. Let's go to Matthew chapter 25. God says Matthew chapter 25 starting today is no longer a parable. It is the position that we are all in. He said this is no longer a parable. He says you have become Matthew 25. And he says these are 10 virgins. And like I told you before in 2009, Sandy, I told you that I just prophesied to you. Half of the people that says, I'm a born again Christian, ain't going. And it's not because they didn't walk forward and say, Jesus, come into my life, or they, or they didn't cry on that day, or they didn't get baptized. It was the imuna after the date. Big issue with God. I keep telling you, God says, I'm not into dating. I'm into marriage and relationships. Walking forward, crying, giving your life to Christ is a beautiful thing. It's a corsage. You got a corsage on. You're going to go on a date with God. You come forth, you give your life, you feel better, you get baptized. It is a wonderful day. Now it's time to get to marriage, honeymoon over. Now it's time to take trash out. Now it's time to cook. Now it's time to help me change the baby diaper. You understand? So God is saying, after the initial, yes, I believe, baptize me, beautiful date. Now let's get down to work. Are you going to read your word? Are you going to grow in Christ? Are you going to do the things necessary to make sure that you are fighting so that you make that day? That's what God wants. Okay? So let's read. 25, because God says we are now a living example of 25. Okay, and it says this at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamp and went out to meet the bridegroom. Listen, all 10 went out to meet who? And who was that? Jesus. So they're all out there for what? Jesus. So don't say, well, five of them weren't saved. Nope. They all went out. I'm born again. (laughs) All ten of them. You understand? Five of them were foolish. Never read their Bible. Never prayed. Hated going to church. Had basically had didn't have that many Christian friends because he felt more comfortable around sinners because they didn't judge him. You understand? It's like it's that it's that other five. It's like but then but when Sunday come, praise the Lord, Pastor. All right. As if look, like I didn't think God heard that joke about Terry. 
<laughs> what was I said? Why was I surprised? As if God didn't, didn't hear it too, or God doesn't know what we're doing when we're not in church, right? God knew I, I had said that, and He repeated it back to me. And he called me funny, God. <laughs> so understand and know what you're doing away from here. God is like, you go, you run and you jump in the closet. God is like, what are we doing in here? He's like, what you doing in here? I know what I'm doing, but you're doing in here. Wherever you at, I'm there with you. All right? So God is with us at all moments. That's why it's so wonderful when you are, when you have imuna faithfulness, even when you're not at church, because God is watching. You understand? Let's continue. It says the foolish ones uh, took uh, uh, took their lamps and did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in their jar along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. It does not matter to God that you're tired. I know we're all tired, okay? We all want to go. But if you fall asleep, it's how you fall asleep. Thank you. Okay? Miss Foote lived next door to us. She slept with a 22. And she said she slept well every night. Because she said, she said, she said, I tell you, young man, I sleep with this every night. I know where the safety is. I keep the safety on. But if I hear anything, I'm the only one waking up there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I say, now listen, it's not falling asleep or getting tired. It's how you sleep. They all fell asleep, but they all weren't ready if they hear the trumpet. Okay? God wants you to fall asleep, but he doesn't mind if you get tired. But if you get tired, still have the word of God in you. Still have a prayer life. Okay? I'm tired, but I'm praying today. You understand? I'm tired, but I'm reading my word today because I got to keep this lamp lit. Yes. Okay. Remember, you are a priest inside of your temple. Yes. Your body is the temple of the living God. The Holy Spirit lives in you. You're the priest that lives inside of the temple. What's the responsibility of the priest? The fire to board. keep the fire on inside of the temple. They had 24 hours a day, or at night, they had, no, it was 24 hours a day because it was a perpetual. And they had shifts where priests would come in and make sure when they saw it getting low, they'd climb that ladder and they put more oil in and then the flame would get bigger and then they'd go back down and they would, they would say, okay, we're good. Now, if someone was there at midnight and they, they were supposed to be on duty, and they looked up and the fire was out, the high priest would walk through to make sure that people weren't falling asleep. The high priest would see them, and if they were asleep, he was commanded. Jewish history, tabut, culture. 
put him on, set him on fire. If you, if you won't go by there and the light's out and he sleeps, set him on fire. And it said you would wake up and your garments would be on fire and you would be shamefully exposed. This is what the book of Revelation is talking about. You understand? Your responsibility as a priest inside the temple of God, which is you, where God is living. Okay? Here we go. The bridegroom was a long time coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. They then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamp. The foolish one said to the wise one, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. Now, when, you, when they got there to buy oil, what did they discover? Where's the mark? <laughs> you can't buy any oil without the mark. You understand? Listen, tribulation starts. Yeah. Bad times start. When the church leaves. So now they, they're, they're going out to buy oil. And it says, but they, they were all, on the, when they, but while they were on their way to buy oil, uh, the bridegroom arrived and the virgins who were ready went in with, uh, to the wedding banquet. The virgins who were ready went in to the wedding banquet. Did you guys get that? Because I could read it one more time. Okay. The virgins who were ready went in to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Remember Noah? In Genesis chapter 3 verse 22 is the last of that. Oh, I mean 622. Then chapter 1 says, go into the ark because I find you righteous in this generation. And it said, and God, God shut the door. What door is getting closed? Grace. Can you still get saved in the tribulation? You sure can. Good luck, buddy. Because it ain't going to be easy. Okay? It will not be easy. But there are people that will say, um, I would rather die than take the mark. Okay? So, there is opportunity to get saved in the tribulation, but who wants to go through that? I don't want to meet the Antichrist. I don't care who he is. Listen, the Lord says, this is not a parable anymore. You are them. You are the, the ten virgins. You were already ready. It was time for me to come. And I delayed because timing is is something that is very important to God. Okay, let's continue. It says later the others also came and they're yelling up at the sky. 
Jesus! It's me, Deacon Tony. <laughs> it's me, Sister Shelly. I'm a Christian too. And he says, you know what? Can't see you. I hear you, but I can't see you because your lamp went out. Look at the Greek word. It says, I can't even perceive where you are. It's too dark. I hear you screaming, but I can't perceive where you are because when I came, I was looking for what? Light. The five who had the light came in. I didn't see anybody else with light, so I left. So you're supposed to have light when I come. Keep your oils lit. Don't get lazy. It's very easy to get lazy. The flesh loves to relax. <laughs> Not a whole lot of people love reading. I wish that, you know, more people liked reading, but a lot of people don't like reading. They'd rather watch a movie than read. But the words of God are in the book. So that means you kind of have to force yourself, like, you got to have an appointed time to read. Like, I don't like going to the gas station. So, but you know what? I know I, know I have to do it. Okay? Because if I don't, <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you gotta call, you gotta call steering because somebody's gotta push and somebody's gotta steer, right? You gotta call steering real fast. But I'm telling you, the things you don't like to do that are necessary, you must do them, despite the fact that you don't like to do them. I don't like to pray. I don't have a whole lot of red words for God. I run out of words, so I pray in the spirit. And I feel silly. I'm like, you know, after so many and bless mama and bless, you know, you be like, what now? Do I pray in the spirit. But I pray. You understand? I don't want my prayer. I don't want the last time God heard from me was when I needed gas. I want to have a communication, a line open with me and God. This is keeping my lamp full. You understand? So he says here. Later, the other ones also came and said, sir, sir, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. In the Hebrew, it says, in the Greek, it says, I tell you the truth, I can't perceive where you are. Therefore, keep watch. Are you guys watching? Yeah. What are you watching for? Okay, you're watching. What are you watching for? Huh? Is everybody that presents the gospel a Christian to you? Because if you're not watching, they've got a whole lot of false prophets right now. Yes. And if you believe everything somebody says, you can get caught up. But you're supposed to be watching. Part of watching is investigation. Yeah. Okay? We had a big old discussion last night. Somebody saying, uh, uh, if you haven't been pre- Selected before time began, you can't get saved and because you don't have the ability to choose Jesus. And we were just arguing the point of Calvinism and trying to show why Calvinism is a false doctrine. OK, because when you hear the gospel as a human being, God has given all of us 
a free will. Yeah. And you can now say yes to the gospel or no to the gospel. Amen. And Jesus says, whosoever decides to say yes becomes the sons of God. Yeah. But you have to choose. He says, on your mouth is the power of life and death is in the tongue. You can confess Christ or you cannot. You understand? But it's in your power. God told Cain, sin has the desire to rule over you. It wants to be your master. But he told Cain, but you must master it. That's what he told Cain. He, he didn't say, but don't worry, I'm going to come down and fight your battles. He said, you better do something about it. You better say no. You better walk away. You better find some forgiveness. You've got to do some things. You understand? And, and what Calvinism does, it says, I'm taking free will from man and saying that you have no free will. It just happened. God chose you before the beginning of time and, and, and you have no will. No, it, that's a lie. It is not God will that any should perish. And whosoever decides by their own free will that they've heard the gospel when they want to be saved can be saved. Okay? So away with all that generation stuff. Okay, let's, let's finish this. It, say, it says, therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. Again, again it would be like a man going away, uh, going on a journey. Who went on a journey? Jesus, who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one, he gave five talents uh, uh, of money, and to another, two talents, and to another, uh, 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 one talent, um, each according to his ability. Then he went away on his journey. The, me the man who had received five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. You say, now I'm saved, I'm going to tell somebody else about Jesus. Now that I'm saved, I'm going to become a better husband. I'm, what, what are you doing? You're multiplying. The Spirit's inside of you. Now you're multiplying. So when you get to God, you can say, this is what I did with the Spirit that you gave me. I multiplied it. Ooh, you became an excellent husband. I see that. You who had five talents now have ten. You say, yeah, but I never became a preacher or a street preacher. That wasn't your ministry. Your ministry was your children and your yeah. wife. Yeah. And I'm giving you credit for what I gave you to do. You understand? Amen. Everybody's not called to go street witnessing. Amen. Everybody's not called to be a pastor. Amen. Everybody's not called to be, you know, a teacher. Right. Some people call to be good parents and rear up children in the kingdom with Thank a kingdom you. mentality. Yeah. To that, I will give you credit because that's your job. Yeah. That's what I gave you. And if you can bring it to God and the spirit that he gave you has multiplied. He goes, wow, excellent job. You and your children and your wife, get up in here. Right? <laughs> I'm so proud of you. you. What you did with my spirit. You know, so understand and know that God has given us all something. Okay. And don't try to start a church because you got saved. God will call you to that. And if he does, God bless you. Now, when me and Pastor first started, 
We was two little goofy kids. We gonna start a church. <laughs> this place has made us cry. <laughs> Angry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's been a lot of things that have happened yeah. and we have to endure. Yeah. This is what God told me while I was in the yard. He said, be quiet. You have to finish the job we started. And I have to finish the word I started. So both of us still have work to do. So I don't want to hear you talking about it's 22nd. It's 22nd. I don't want to hear it that much. I'm Tim, funny guy. <laughs> this is an awesome thing that we're involved in, you guys. Listen, the Lord wanted me to do this so that you know and understand he's controlled history. World War I started on the same day both temples got destroyed. That's crazy. Is that, who, who did that? 1917, Jubilee starts. 1948, Israel's back in the land. 1947, the UN meets and decides to give the land back to Israel. That means God is doing this. 19 years later, which it says in the book of Kings, 19 years later, you'll get Jerusalem back. 19 years later, they got Jerusalem back. God said, I've been controlling everything and doing everything according to the appointed time. I have not tarried yet until now. Because you were supposed to be standing in Jerusalem today. But I tarried. And you don't know when I'm coming because I'm not giving you any more miraculous revelations about the day and the time. Wait with great hope and expectation because at any time the trumpet will blow and God will keep his promise and you'll get your keys into your mansion. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah.